My friends, Uber's then chief executive, Travis Kalanick, texted fellow executives, quote, violence guarantees success. When clashes with taxi drivers broke out in Paris, a key market for the company, as taxi drivers who grew fearful of losing their livelihoods lashed out, Uber leveraged their violence against its drivers to win sympathy from regulators and the public. It used similar strategies elsewhere. In 2016 and 2017, Uber drivers in South Africa were burned when their cars were set on fire, victims of suspected attacks by taxi businesses. The Uber files, which provided this look inside Uber's internal deliberations, are from records that Uber lobbyist Mark McGann turned over to The Guardian. I've been thinking about Uber's capitalist thuggery as we get mounting reports of Trump's political thuggery, his systemic use of violent groups like the Proud Boys that led to the attack on the U.S. Capitol. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow, Trump's former aide, Stephen Bannon, predicted on his radio show on January 5th, 2021. Trump's thuggery continues to this day. A phone message received by White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson just before she testified before the January 6th committee warned that someone, quote, let me know you have your deposition tomorrow. He wants me to let you know he's thinking about you. He knows you're loyal and you're going to do the right thing when you go in for your deposition, unquote. If this sounds like a gangster threat, that's the point. During Hutchinson's first three depositions before the committee, her legal counsel was paid for by Trump's Save America PAC. The PAC paid the legal expenses of other panel witnesses as well. When she realized she couldn't call her attorney to say, hey, I've got more information, because the attorney was there to insulate the big guy, according to a friend, she secured free counsel who would not inhibit her. Now, after testifying in public, Hutchinson is in hiding. Meanwhile, the big guy continues to stir up his mobs with lies about stolen elections and secret plots, fueling a new wave of threats against committee members. Several have increased their personal security. Committee Chair Benny Thompson, Representative Adam Kinzinger, and Representative Liz Cheney have security details. Other members are requesting security details. Kinzinger, one of the panel's two Republican members alongside Cheney, says he's received constant death threats. Quote, there is violence in the future, I'm going to tell you, he told ABC. And until we get a grip on telling people the truth, we can't expect any different. Kissinger has announced he will not be seeking re-election. Cheney has paused participating in public events, in part because of safety concerns. What if Trump regains power? Would Hutchinson, Cheney, and any of the others who are revealing Trump's attempted coup be safe? Does any of this remind you of Hitler's brown shirts or Mussolini's black shirts? It should raise fresh questions about the motives of the wealthy individuals and corporations who continue to finance Republican election deniers and Trump enablers. Among them, billionaires Peter Thiel, Rebecca Mercer, Charles Koch, 
Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus, investors Charles Johnson and Nelson Peltz, oil and gas magnate Trevor Rees-Jones, ex-casino mogul Steve Wynn, shipping magnate Richard Ulan, banker Andrew Beal, Trump business partner Phil Ruffin, Excel Communications founder Kenny Trout, and ABC Supply co-founder Diane Hendricks. Money is also coming from Boeing, from Coke Industries, Home Depot, FedEx, General Dynamics, Toyota, AT&T, Valero Energy, Lockheed Martin, UPS, Raytheon, Marathon Petroleum, General Motors, and FedEx. In April alone, the most recent month for which data is available, Fortune 500 companies and trade organizations gave more than $1.4 million to members of Congress who voted not to certify the election results. AT&T led the pack, giving giving $95,000 to election objectors. Toyota is even funding Trump ally Representative Andrew Biggs, a fervent devotee of the big lie, who refuses to comply with a congressional subpoena to testify before the committee. Six congressmen who have refused to testify have raked in more than $826,000 from corporate donors since the assault on the Capitol. What do these funders think they are doing? Is capitalist thuggery in pursuit of profits more excusable than the political thuggery it's enabling? How different is their behavior from the wealthy European industrialists who quietly backed the fascists in the 1920s and 1930s. These billionaire and corporate financiers of the thugs now endangering our democracy are as complicit as the Proud Boys.